now and forever. Amen. 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 Well, I got a couple of quick announcements for you today. Today is All Saints Sunday, a day that we celebrate on earth about the people that have gone before us. And as a matter of fact, guess what? We're all saints too. All of us are saints. Who said that, Zan? We're all saints except for Zan. That's how I have to explain it. Well, anyway, Jesus tells us today in the gospel, love one another as I have loved you, basically. So we'll talk about that in today's lesson. Any visitors with us today for the first or second time? Any visitors for the first or second time? No? Okay. Tomorrow at 1.30, there'll be a celebration of life for Richard Nelson. Uh, 1.30 tomorrow, followed by some light refreshment afterward. Uh, I met with the family this week, and uh, we, every, Judy is doing okay. Uh, her children are with her, and that gives her a lot of support. So keep her in your prayers. The winter coat drive is in progress. So if you have winter coats or heavy sweaters or anything that can be used by children to keep them away from the cold, we ask you to bring them in. There's a box in the narthex, and just deposit them in there. Uh, today, following so service, we do have fellowship and adult Sunday school. And last week, when we had our big Oktoberfest, we had 112 people in the church, which is great. We just love that. <laughs> the next time we have a, a one service Sunday will be November 20th, so in a couple of weeks we'll do one service again. You'll get an announcement about that over your telephone. Funny thing that happens with the telephone announcements if people don't pick up their phone right away, they, see, they might see that the, t the church called. Don't call the church back and ask why we called. <laughs> Listen. What happens is we put out a recording, we get 25 calls back. Did, were you looking for me? No. <laughs> Listen to your messages. All right, enough said about that. On November 19th, between 1.30 and 4.00, We'll have a meet and greet with the, the new pastor, Pastor Jeffrey Ingold, and please make sure that you come out for that. That's Saturday the 19th. With that said, let us prepare our hearts for service. rise, face the baptismal font where you began your life as a Christian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, 
We confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. We are traveling in the footsteps of those who've gone before, but we'll all be reunited on a new and sunless shore. saints go marching in, oh when the saints go marching in, Lord I want to be in that number, when the saints go marching in, oh when the sun begins to shine, Oh, when the sun begins to shine Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number When the sun begins to shine when the And when the trumpet sounds a call And when the trumpet sounds a call Am I singing in the right place? Can we keep singing? One more time. Go marching in. Oh, in the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. When the begins to shine. Oh, when the sun begins to shine. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. When the sun begins to shine. And when the trumpet, and when the
because I thought you would all enjoy hearing what the Saints Go Marching In sounds like when we're kind of south of the border down Louisiana way, right? Oh yeah. All right. With that said, let us continue. at the river where bright angel feet us on with its crystal tide forever flowing by the throne of God yes we'll gather at the The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
Let us pray together. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from the book of Daniel. In the first year of the King Belshazzar of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head as he lay in bed. Then he wrote down the dream, I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea, and the four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was troubled within me, and the visions of my head terrified me. I approached one of the attendants to ask him the truth concerning all this. So he said that he would disclose to me the interpretation of the matter. As for these four great beasts, four kings shall arise out of the earth, but the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will do Psalm 149 together, if you'll read the part in bold. Hallelujah, sing to the Lord a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their ruler. Let them praise their maker's name with dancing. Let them sing praise with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in the people and adorns the poor with victory. Let the faithful rejoice in triumph. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the praises of God be in their throat and a two-edged sword in their hand to wreak vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their king in chains and their nobles in links of iron to inflict on them the judgment decreed. This is the glory for all God's faithful ones. Hallelujah. The second reading is from the letter to Ephesians. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, 
may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ages to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church. While this is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Be seated. Blessed are you who are poor, hungry, weeping, and hated by all. Rejoice and be glad, for surely your reward is great in heaven. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, today I would rather inundate you with gospel trivia than get into the meat of this gospel. I'd rather say that there is another milder version of this gospel, what we call the Beatitudes in Matthew, that is friendlier. I'd rather inform you that the story in Matthew is referred to as the Sermon on the Mount, 
And this reading in Luke is referred to as the Sermon on the Plain. See, this is like gospel trivia. This, it's much easier doing this. It's called the Sermon on the Plain because it states just before this reading that Jesus went down with them, the new apostles, and stood in a level place. Plain. There are other more historical and situational trivia that I can muster up rather than discuss the meaning of this gospel, which I believe is understanding who we are. Who are we in relation to the gospel and what the words mean for us? Because we're in here. And it's time to examine how we fit into this vision of heaven. Who am I? Who are we? Do you know? The famous actor Gregory Peck was once standing in line with a friend waiting for a table in a crowded Los Angeles restaurant. They had been waiting for some time. The diners seemed to be taking their time eating and new tables weren't opening up very fast. They weren't even that close to the front of the line. Peck's friend became impatient and said to Gregory Peck, why don't you tell them who you are? Gregory Peck responded with great wisdom. No, he said. If you, have to if you have to tell them who you are, then you aren't. So who are we? How do we fit into this gospel? Are we blessed or are we cursed? In biblical times, the opposite of blessings are curses and woes. So we, are we blessed or are we cursed? Or is there a melding of the two? Are we blessed sometimes and are we cursed other times? Is the gospel making one or the other mutually exclusive, saying that we are either in the blessed category or the cursed category? I don't think so. We are, it seems possible, in many cases, blessed some days and cursed other days. We struggle with who we are. We want to play fair, but we want to win. We want to be righteous, but yet we want to get ahead. We are sheep sometimes and wolves other times. And we think that saving the world takes long hours and doesn't pay much. And we live in both worlds. If blessings bring happiness to life, curses or woes bring unhappiness. In other words, my brothers and sisters, life can be miserable at times. If a marriage isn't working out, life can be hell on earth. Our kids can be a pain at times and certainly can make us miserable. Or we suffer with them through their trials. A friend can be suddenly absent when you need him or her, and you may have discovered that this isn't really a friend after all. Or you lose your job. How terrible. What are you going to do for money now? You think that you have done well in preparing for your old age, your retirement years, but what happens when there's a crash or a recession? You discover that you can't pay your bills, 
Your car breaks down, your body breaks down, your marriage breaks down, your plans break down. How many of us could be just a few months away from financial breakdown? Life can be filled with all kinds of misery and pain. I believe that these are referred to in this gospel. Our lives can run the gamut from rich to poor, hungry to satisfied, in pain and suffering a loss. And my brothers and sisters, even if we were rich, who among us wouldn't give up their riches to have a loved one back, to have the money to pay for a cure for a child? I meet people every day who are the poor, the hurt, the homeless, and forlorn. And there, but for the grace of God, we all go, and possibly will go. The road ahead of us has many turns. You know the little yellow sheets of paper that are in your bulletin? I read those if you write anything in them. I read them every week. And last week, someone wrote about their granddaughter who's very sick and has to take care of and raise five children. And she is reaching out in that way through her grandmother who was here. And I say, there but for the grace of God goes every one of us. So we took care of her as best as we could last week. But it's that type of thing that I'm referring to. Many turns our life can take. And that is what Jesus does to us today. He turns the world upside down. He drops a bomb. He throws a lightning bolt. He can take our word that may be in a state of flux already and says, blessed are the poor and hungry for they will be blessed. A lightning bolt, a bombshell. No one has ever said that before. In the Old Testament, it was clear that the rich were the full and the blessed. Their riches of cattle and camels brought pleasures and fullness into their life. And that is also true for us today. The rich are full and blessed with enough money to have a comfortable life. The rich are thought to be smarter and more likely to end up on their feet. I think of Tevye in Fiddler on the Roof who laments that all things would be possible for him if I were a wealthy man, right? But Jesus says, wait, and turns that all on its ear. Jesus turns everything upside down and inside out. He drops a bomb. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are the rich. And woe to those who are full. Now this same story, kind of anyway, appears in Matthew, but it seems that Matthew might not have been able to tolerate the curses and woes. After all, Matthew might have been a little less hungry and a little less poor and maybe a little less weepy. He was a tax collector and maybe a little better off. So Matthew changes the story a bit. And I've mentioned before, Matthew's story is the Sermon on the Mount. Luke's story is the Sermon on the Plain. It seems that Matthew can't handle it. So he watered down the words of Jesus and made them more palatable when he wrote, Blessed are the poor, 
in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We know exactly what Matthew means and we like it. We're not afraid of being poor in spirit. We can strive to do better. We can understand a thirst for righteousness. We want to be righteous in God's sight and if truth be told in our neighbor's sight. Jesus, though, drops a bomb today. There is no fancy agenda that is palatable. His words explode our world. So what can we do? How can we reconcile this gospel? We can begin by asking ourselves, what does it mean to be a Christian in a rich world? What does it mean to follow Christ at the Lutheran Church of the Reconciliation in Bayshore? What does it mean to be a Christian in a nation that is predominantly Christian? Firstly, and considering our state of wealth in this country, we must be motivated to intelligently share our wealth with others. You cannot be a Christian and not share. We need to affirm our commitment to those less fortunate. Secondly, we need to listen and learn from the poor. Who are they? What is their story? Are they single mothers with children? Are they the homeless? Let us fashion our sharing with the needs of the community. Lastly, I believe that our joy can be fulfilled by where we look for what it is that can make us happy. True happiness and joy comes from those qualities that are invisible, not money not food, not houses, things that are invisible, like love. Love is invisible, and you can be poor and hungry and still have hearts of love. We must realize that success in life is not the accumulation of material things, but the accumulation of loving relationships. My brothers and sisters, the antidote to the curses is what Jesus said for us to do. Love God with your whole heart, your mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a lot of love going around. That's what Jesus is talking about. It's about love. Is what we're called to do in this gospel that among the blessings and the curses behind every dot and tittle of the gospel is to love God, love your neighbor. It's everywhere. The message may be explosive, but it doesn't vary. We will be blessed. We have a job to do. Let's love our neighbor. Let's live with our neighbor and know that blessed or cursed, God loves you. And so do I. Amen.
sits on heaven's mercy seat. We're going to repeat that. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you.
if you were able. Let us confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life for the world to come. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. For your church, God of grace, hear our prayer. For the earth, God of grace, hear our prayer. For those who are in need of food, shelter, and a safe environment. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the sick, especially Susan Bayman, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Leo Schusler, Kathy Glear, John Daly, Nancy McKean, Nancy Thompson, Eliab Brailsford, Carolyn Pasakis, Betty Stadnick, and for those on our lips and in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. We praise you for those saints who have gone before us. God of grace, since we have such great hope in your promises, O oh God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you all. 
share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God, you are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so loved the world that you gave your only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks, most gracious God, that you have fed us with the bread of heaven 
and given us a foretaste of paradise. Enliven us to be your body in the world and to serve those who are in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to God.